Listen up, boys and girls. Once upon a time, in a land far, far away. Yes, it's Brad. Story time for Wednesday. Remind me about weak-ass melodrama, Max. <laughs> <laughs> I got you. It's weak-ass melodrama day, and we always forget. Yeah, we'll get it in. Uh, and thank you to uh, Chief Sean Shepard. Uh, it was good to talk to him. He sounds like a really good guy. This story time takes us back about 50 years, actually. So I'm, I'm seven years old. And there were times where my parents would let me go play with the neighborhood kids. And they knew where we were at, but they didn't necessarily have no, eyes. What you they they didn't necessarily have eyes on us. Yeah, yeah, I remember those days. And we lived right next to the high school, and it was right across the street. And there was, they had a, a chain fence, but there was an area that was pulled out so you could slide underneath it. And so we would, all the neighborhood kids would go in there and play on the football field and on the track and just mess around there. That would be our place to play. And they uh, they had some really cheap aluminum benches, and they, they decided to get they got rid of them. They had enough money to build a proper mounted stadium with all the seats on it. So what they started doing at first is they just had a lot of earth movers. And for almost a month, they just piled up dirt. So it was just a giant mound, and that was going to eventually be covered with cement. Sure. Well, if you've got a car or a truck, you've yeah. got to play on those. Yeah, it was the greatest. And we were jumping off the dirt. We had our truck and our G.I. Joes. And that was, we, sometimes there'd be 20, 30 neighborhood kids there playing at night. My dad always had this really loud whistle, and that was our signal to come home. When I, when I heard that whistle, I knew I, I've got to get home. So that, that was his way of uh, reining us in. So for night after night, we'd go and play in, in this dirt uh, giant mound. It was fun, but you know how big the, uh, the, seat, the seating stadiums and footballs are? Football stadiums, they're like giant. They're the, oh, yeah, you're 20 feet in the air. Easily. This one was 60. I mean, it was a huge one. And then one day we came back, and they had poured cement over the whole thing. So now, it's just a big cement mountain. Yeah. Not smooth or anything. It's just rough cement. And we're like, we're still climbing it, but it's not as fun, and you can't do it. It's horribly dangerous now, because if you fall, you're going to just keep falling. So we're trying to figure out what we're going to do, what we're going to do. And we're actually pretty upset about it. We've kind of played with our G.I. Joes down at the bottom, and we're trying to figure out what we're going to do. And I should mention that about half of the kids don't speak very good English. They're Hispanic kids. But when you're a kid, you can kind of communicate just by by being a kid. Looking, looking and playing yeah. and the yeah. things that we're doing. We didn't need a lot of understood language between us. So the next day I went there and there was three Mexican boys putting together what I thought was the coolest thing ever. One of them had found a skateboard. And they had got a two-by-four and they nailed it to the skateboard. And so it went out about two feet in front of it. And they had... One roller skate nailed to the to the <laughs> oh, to the board. No. Oh no! And they had a wooden crate nailed to the top of the skateboard and oh. and the stick. And they had two pieces of twine tied to the little wheels of the of the roller skate. Like that's gonna, that was going to be the steering thing. <laughs> yeah. And I'm watching them make it. I'm I'm younger than them. They're about uh-huh. maybe twelve, eleven, maybe. I got a bad. I'm, I'm not really helping, like but I'm kind of helping. <laughs> I'm helping mentally. I'm saying I'm, I'm really. I'm, I'm infatuated with it. They're finally done. We all walk it up there. There's about 20 of us. We walk it to the very top, and it's a it's a big, steep mountain. And somehow I'm trying to figure out how I can convince them that I should be the one to ride it down. You know, because I didn't have any any aspect of the help of the work or anything. I'm thinking, but I got to ride this thing down. This is going to be the super coolest thing ever. <laughs> yeah. So I get up there, and of course the the biggest kid of the three said, "I'm going first. and they made it. 
I didn't even get a chance to argue my case. So he gets in, gets a little string, waits there for a moment. He hesitates, and I'm thinking, I am about to see the greatest thing ever. This kid's going to go racing down here. Yeah. He, he and made, he, did. he did. He went about eight feet yeah. before the ridiculous contraption just kind of fell, fell apart. forward and yeah. over. And the box disintegrated, and then for the next 80, I just, we kept watching him and watching him. And, I, I, Jeez! Oh, all the way. Made it to the very bottom. Did he have any hide left? Oh my gosh! We ran down there, almost killed ourselves running down there. And this poor kid, um, he had road rash all over him. And and of course, he was crying. And um, I felt really bad for him. I felt I felt terrible. But at the same time, I thought you were glad it wasn't you. I'm I'm sure glad that wasn't me. And then I just put my hands in my pockets and whistled and went home. It was one of you know, when you're a kid, you know, like someone should have called him an ambulance. Yeah, you know, someone should have done that. I'm like, Brad, well, I'm so I guess ashamed. I learned a great lesson here. <laughs> that, that, I, I'm sure to this day it, that think the that, that, grown, that grown man bears the scars of that horrible, I would say he does. horrible accident. It was magnificent. Okay, that's all the time we have for that story. Take a quick break. We come back. We've got time for you. Two six seven one zero two three.